Hey everybody, in this episode I am taking a turn, not going to talk about China or Taiwan today, going to talk about some life, a little bit of philosophy, Nassim Taleb is involved, take a listen. Hey guys, so let's talk about um, switching gears a little bit and want to not talk about China today, it's Friday. Um, that doesn't really mean anything necessarily, but I am going re doing some rereading of Nassim Taleb's book, Anti-Fragile. I haven't actually read it, the physical form. I've listened to it like once and a quarter times, and now I'm trying to get, you know, read through some of it to get an even higher understanding of it because I have such a respect for what Nassim writes. So I want to focus on a passage here. And this is from page 42 in Anti-Fragile, and it's from chapter 2, Overcompensation and Overreaction Everywhere. He says, uh, Many, like the great Roman statesman Cato the Censor, looked at comfort, almost any form of comfort, as a road to waste. He did not like it when we had it too easy, as he worried about the weakening of the will, and the softening he feared was not just as the person was not just at the personal level an entire society can fall ill consider that as i am writing these lines we are living in a debt crisis the world as a whole has never been richer and it has never been more heavily in debt living off borrowed money the record shows that for society the richer we become the harder it gets to live within our means abundance is harder for us to handle than scarcity Abundance is harder for us to handle than scarcity. Abundance is harder for us to handle than scarcity. That is such an awesome line. Um, I know it sounds like I'm being a fucking preacher here. Well, not anymore, throwing around the fuck word, but that is too true. So I'm going to go a little bit more in detail on this, this point. Myself, personally. Um, so, okay. This dovetails with a lot of what's going on in society right now. So, for example, what are some of the biggest trends in diet? The biggest diet trends right now, some of the biggest, are things like getting rid of sugars, getting rid of carbs, and intermittent fasting. So, a lot of people are doing those variations, right? Where they're doing low-carb, low-sugar and intermittent fasting, they're doing one or the other, they're doing both, um, you know, things like that. So um, that's a lot of what people are doing. Now, what is so important about that is that these diets are based on restricting, pulling out things in the diet that are heavily, heavily ingrained in us, like they're abundant everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's sugar, there's bread, there's crackers. It's everywhere. There's chips everywhere. So the biggest, one of the hardest things to do in modern day society is to pull that stuff out of our diet, to pull out that kind of shit, pull out the sugar, pull out the carbs. That's some of the hardest stuff to do in terms of eating, to avoid that, especially because it tastes so damn good when you're used to eating it all the time. Another one is intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, once again, you're fighting abundance. 
So that's actually one of my biggest reasons for intermittent fasting. I actually, based on my body type, I actually believe that I am more lean. I'm leaner when I don't do intermittent fasting. I actually gain weight on intermittent fasting. I'm sure there's reasons behind that. And it's also confounded with probably some weightlifting methods as well. But from my bro science that I understand, it's probably because my metabolism my metabolism probably slows down a little bit. I'm not an overweight person. I'm you know, pretty thin, uh, lean already. So when I do intermittent fasting, I don't know what's going on. It might be slowing my metabolism down. I'm not sure. But the reason I still practice it is mostly for the discipline. I practice the intermittent fasting mostly for the discipline because I have to push myself every single day to not eat up until a certain time of the day. And it's just to practice, 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 not allowing myself to have things that I want. So that way I can achieve goals, right? I mean, it's, it's a lot of it is practice, consistency, practice, consistency. Um, I am seeing a lot of improvements in my life recently from discipline, which a lot of people also talk about all the time, actually. Um, a lot of people say discipline is the path to freedom and, uh, you know, hopefully that is the case, but I would just say that basically I mean, so that's diet, right? But then there's a lot more shit. So for example, social media, what's another one? There is so much shit on social media. There are so many social media platforms. You could sit on Twitter for hours. There's an abundance of information on Twitter. There's an abundance of of content on YouTube, on Instagram, on not so much Facebook. Facebook's actually pretty damn boring. But YouTube, in my opinion, it's YouTube, Twitter have the best content, in my opinion, right? But I could spend hours watching videos and reading people's threads and arguments on Twitter and watching videos on YouTube. So I have to actively work all the time to stop myself from spending too much time on platforms. But that is something that a whole society is dealing with. The whole society is dealing with an overabundance of entertainment, an overabundance of cheap, easy entertainment that will suck the time right out of you. Now, it's important to note this because your time is really your most valuable asset, what you decide to do with your time. Are you reading, resting? It's fine to have leisure time. It's fine to have leisure time. I don't know why I just said that twice. But that's good. You just don't want to have too much of it. In the past, we didn't have the opportunities to, you know, in the 1800s, you know, people weren't sitting around on their phones and wouldn't get absorbed into a Twitter fight with somebody for 10 hours, you know, or weren't worried about checking their, their instant messages on whatever platform they were using. So it's like, you know, right now, the big conversations around social media, aside from censorship, is limiting our usage of censorship. Now, let's talk about porn, right? There's so much of that, so much of that, right? Um, and, I mean, probably 99% of guys look at it. I watch it as well. But um, I have noticed over the last couple of years, I have to severely, over the last two years. No, I'd say year and a half. Year to year and a half. I have severely cut back on my usage. And it goes up and down, right? 
because it's hard to resist. But um, that is a big problem. Uh, it's a big problem, I think, for young men because it's, you know, there's, it's just, you know, you can get stuck in a loop where, let me put it this way, you don't want your energy going into that too much, right? I think it's okay on occasion, fine. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's destroying everybody. I think it can fuck with you. I think it can fuck with you like Twitter can fuck with you. I think it's a little more insidious because I think the energy involved is a little bit higher level, right? You know, when you're going at it, watching some scenes on the internets, um, you're pouring in a lot of an energy into that situation, a lot of focus, a lot of concentration. So you got to watch out for that. And I think it's very important to limit your time. Um, and I know right now that's going to be a big struggle, right? Think about it. It distracts you. And it gives you an excuse, like for young men, it gives men an excuse not to go after like girls, right? Not to hit on girls or not to pursue an interest because, well, let's be honest, you just spent yourself earlier that morning. You're really not that interested anymore. Um, and then if you do get interested, you can just go home and get on the computer, right? So that's a problem. <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to pull it back, got to pull it back. Right. And so those are just some examples that I wanted to highlight and from real life that is so true from this book, Anti Fragile by Nassim Taleb. Things they gained from disorder. Everyone should go read this book. I've talked about it a lot in the past. But anyway, it's just super important. Think about all the stuff in your life that you just do too much of. Right, whether it's um, sleeping too much, drinking too much, smoking too much weed, too many cigarettes, most of your problems in the Western world are from having too much of a bad thing. And you know, those things have probably always existed. A lot of them, right? I'm sure. Well, not always, but you know, ever since the past the Neolithic Revolution, when people started farming and making villages and cities, I'm sure as soon as people figured out how to make alcohol, alcohol was a problem. Right, but it's it wasn't as cheap to get. I'm sure it probably wasn't as easy and as cheap to get. You had to do more work to get your food, more work to get your alcohol, more work to get everything. You couldn't just sit at home and order everything from your app. So that's the biggest challenge of today is dealing with overabundance. And I don't, you know, evolutionarily speaking, we're probably not. You know, I'm no scientist. I won't claim to be, but from you know what I've been learning and studying. Like we probably were evolved to deal with scarcity more so than abundance. And so why do you think people can't handle our why, – why do you think we can't handle our shit? Why do you think everybody's so obese? Why do you think everybody's so addicted to things, right? Because in the past, we didn't have all this shit. And whenever you got a chance to get it, you latched onto it. Anyway, I want to continue this conversation. I'm going to pause for the sponsors. So uh, one reason I've been thinking about this, it's uh, – it's not just because I read it recently, but it's also because that is something that I heard recently on a podcast with Joe Rogan and Naval. I don't know Naval's last name, but uh, you can go check it out. It's a fantastic podcast. They talk about a lot of stuff, about wealth, happiness, all of that. And one thing that Naval talked about, and he's put it in Twitter feeds, um, is also about the situation, about dealing with uh, having too much like we have too many things. At least I think that's what he talked about. 
But, you know, beyond that, there's a general um, cultural consensus that I'm seeing develop. Uh, oh, and it could just be the people I follow on Twitter, right? It could just be the people that I listen to and that I read. But a lot of what's going on right now is there seems to be an awakening of people that understand that what you have to do to improve your life the most real, is to cut the bad things out of your life, right? It's like cut out to the excess leisure time, cut out the excess drink, cut out the excess. And another thing is cutting out the excess bad people, right? We have an overabundance of people around us as well. It's not just things. It's not just food. It's also we're in huge societies. It's easy to fill your day, to fill your time with people who are miserable, you know, miserable people. So you have to spend, it's almost like most of our energy nowadays has to do with cutting out the bad shit, cutting out the negative things. So anyway, that's what I wanted to leave everybody with today, this fantastic Friday. Um, Have a great day. Have a blessed weekend. Do whatever you need to do. And uh, remember, cut out some bad shit.